Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to uh, Monday, uh, July 19th, as we uh, head into the third week of the third quarter. You know, it's, uh, hey, last week was not a bad week, though it ended up to the downside um, with Friday's closes. And we'll talk about that and more here in just a minute with Dave. But remember, folks, as we head into this new week and we see a lot of pressure heading in on the indexes, the question I have for you today is, do you know how much risk you have in your current portfolio? If you don't, we need to find out what that number is so we make sure that you don't have too much risk in your portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our financial x-ray. Hey, that's that. Uh, Dave's back in uh, the saddle, so we're looking forward to our conversation with him today. And that's uh, coming up next. It's 839, 105.7 Light FM. And because it is 839, that means it's time to check in on your money and see how Wall Street is treating your retirement accounts. They kind of kicked it where it hurt yesterday on Friday. We did not have a good day after what looked like it was going to be a pretty good opening. Philip Statler is on the line from Statler Financial Services, which means the regular gang is now all here. Philip, good morning. How was your weekend? Hey, it was good. It was good, Dave. It's glad to hear your voice. Glad you're back in the saddle. And uh, hey, sorry I missed you on Friday, but uh, you popped in a day early. <laughs> Didn't really mean to, but, you know, I figured Scotty... <laughs> Scotty endured three weeks of doing my job and his, and I figured I'd probably give him one day at least down to semi-normal. So I showed up kind of half unexpectedly on Friday. Well, let's back up to speaking of Friday. When I did the thing on Friday morning, uh, it looked pretty good. We had a surprisingly good retail sales report. Futures were turning up, and we actually opened up on the day. But that was about the last green ink we saw because we fell like a rock all day long. Dow was down by 300 points on Friday. And that's actually, uh, that, that, that actually is an understatement how bad the day was because it opened 100 points up. So we actually dropped 400 points during the day. Similar falls on the Standard & Poor's and the NASDAQ. And uh, we can pretty much write most of that off to concerns about an old friend. And we could almost replay a conversation we had about a year ago, right? You know, you're right, Dave. It does seem to be that, you know, the Delta variant seems to be um, up there in the news cycle and uh, some big concerns. Uh, one of the things I, I saw um, in the newspaper, I think it was, that uh, hey, Florida accounts for 20% of the new cases. And, and Dave, that's, that's a big number. It really is. I, I saw a higher number than 20. I saw it closer to 25, but still... Uh, you know, our, our resistance to the vaccine has not been serving us well so far. And yeah, yeah, it's the younger folks that are getting it. Yeah, I've read all the stuff that they don't get as serious a case, but we're spreading all of a sudden like a wildfire again. And it was enough to scare California into shutting down Los Angeles again. Yeah, that just upsets me to no end because I'm going there in September. I want them to get their act together out there. I, I got a few spare masks I can loan you while you're out there. <laughs> hey, Dave, talking about uh, talking about the Friday's numbers, let's just uh, add a little bit of more um, rhetoric to what's happening there. After having five or six weeks of up markets in the indexes, we actually had a negative week last week in all the indexes. The S&P 500 was down about 1% last week. NASDAQ was down getting close to 2% last week. 
and the uh, and the Dow was down about a half a percent for the week. So, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I wish I could say we had better news this morning, but it doesn't look that way. Uh, no, it doesn't. It looks like we might be heading toward one of those 5% mini corrections the way things are going now. I was watching it during the three weeks I was out of town without getting into the nitty-gritty, just kind of checking every day, and I kept seeing intraday records, closing records. I mean, there wasn't a monster move that I noticed you know, across the entire period, but we were just continuing to inch up. There was optimism reigning supreme, and then as soon as we got the uh, Delta variance figures where all 50 states are showing a growth in the virus, like I said, over 20% of the new cases coming out of Florida and Los Angeles putting on their mandatory masks again. Boy, all of a sudden, profit-taking started getting its pedal pushed to the metal with that and panic selling. and We're kind of into a down period right now, aren't we? We really are. And let's face it, we've not seen a, a correction in all three indexes in, uh, in a little while now. So, it, it, it could it could happen. You know, we've got a lot of key things really calculating into that, right? We've got the Delta variant right now that's problematic here in the United States. They've got the flooding and, and issues like that in Europe that seem to be, uh, you know, that's not helping them at all. And so, and, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I think I saw Great Britain um, was having an increase in cases also. Yeah, they, they were also showing an uptick. And it's, it's worth noting the European flooding just on the grounds that they are one of our major training partners in the European Union. And, you know, half of Germany gets shut down for being underwater. That's not good. That's not good news for our stocks either. No, it's really not. As I said, all those things are are really, I think, factoring into what we're seeing in the uh, in the futures this morning. Absolutely. What the thing that I mentioned well before we went on the air, the only thing that I've got that's worthy of smiling about is you and I have been talking about all the meme stocks and everything about the guys that uh, get on Reddit and uh, mess with the big investors' minds by beating the short sell orders and making a whole bunch of fat cats lose money. Well, the company they used to do all those trading is Robinhood. Guess who's going to go public next? Hey, it's that time. They've been talking about it for a while now. And so we're getting really close to D-Day, uh, which is going to be a week from Friday. So, mm-hmm. uh, so the, I guess that's going to be the last Friday of uh, July, won't it? That, that, uh, so. that uh, Robinhood is going to go public. Uh, they're an IPO coming out. They expect, or, or at least they're evaluating themselves at about a $35 billion company. They're hoping to sell their stocks at somewhere between $38 and $42 a share. Um, and raise about $2.3 billion. So that's uh, a pretty big number. We'll see how that all plays out because I'm not real sure uh, what the financials really look like in that. Uh, it, it, how they're interesting, interesting, though, though, you told me something I didn't realize, that uh, the Reddit guys that drive these stocks so crazy, men that may very well drive Robinhood crazy, they were actually kind of smart. The Reddit guys and the people that have accounts on Robinhood are getting are getting some well insiders the wrong word because that's a loaded word in the financial markets but they're getting early access to some of these IPO shares I gather they they are the understanding is is that they are going to get they've carved out a certain percentage of the uh, the, the shares are going to sell are going to go to uh, their current account holders um, I mean they're they're going to pay for them and they're going to offer them up to them um, at, at the, the whatever the price is that they're, they've, they've determined. But I know I've got a couple uh, friends and family members I know that are, that are looking at uh, partaking of that IPA. 
<laughs> I was thinking it was just the ultimate PR move, given what the Reddit gang can do to the price of a stock. If they're all invested in the stock, they're going to be a little bit more optimistic about it, and you don't even need to worry about PR as badly then, do you? Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. But you have to remember that they only are going to own – it's a small percentage uh, that they're going to have access to. I want to think 10%, but I could be wrong there too. It's just an interesting concept yep. that I kind of bang out of. I'm assuming we don't have any reports out of any size this morning, do we? We, actually, we actually have a couple that oh. are some household names that, uh, that, are, that are out there uh, that reported before the market opened this morning. The first one, let's talk about AutoNation. AutoNation, which is the big uh, auto retailer. They own multiple dealerships um, out there across the country. And they had a great quarter. They beat by over $2 a share. They came in at like $4.83 a share. Revenue well above forecast as well. Uh, get this one. Same store, new car sales up 42% from a year ago. And used car sales up 37% from a year ago. So, uh, hey, they, uh, yeah, they really crushed it out there. But if we look at uh, their trading, they're up... Yeah, not much, about four-tenths of a percent. They were up as much as a 1% earlier uh, this morning. Right now, down about four-tenths of a percent right now. The, uh, <laughs> I, was kind of, I was kind of thinking those numbers might be because of the accelerated value on used cars, but the other question that goes to my mind, is where in the heck are they getting the new cars to sell if they're up that much? I know, I know. They must be getting a decent price on what they got there. So really? we have uh, two more companies. We got Calmain Foods. Now, I don't know, it may not make, a lot of people may not realize what that is, but they're the largest egg producer in the United States. Um, and they had an unexpected loss for mm. the quarter of nine cents a share versus the 18 cents a share they were expected to make. Um, and revenue fell short as well. So we're seeing lower egg prices and then a decline in egg volume I think a lot of that's because people are going back out and, and eating out and doing other things and not cooking at home and, and not being conservative from that standpoint. So uh, Cal Maine getting beat up really bad this morning, down, uh, getting close to 9% this morning, Dave. Good heavens. It's global yeah. warming. Don't you know the chickens aren't laying? Uh, it's something, I tell you. The last <laughs> one I have for you is, is, uh, is tractor supply. They are, they seem to be really expanding. I mean, they opened up a place down at Lake Placid um, mm -hmm. they, and they had a good quarter. They beat by 23 cents a share, came in at like $3.19. Revenue was above forecast. Uh, and, you know, one of the good things is they raised their full year outlook. Um, so, so it looks to me like they're hitting on all three cylinders that we look at. Uh, but Price is not following through this morning, down $5, which is a, a little over 2.5% decline this morning, um, down to do, uh, $184 a share. So not sure what else is in that report that I didn't see, uh, but they are trading down a little more than 2.5% this morning, Dave. That may actually just be market-wide, and when we get to the actual numbers, it might explain it, too. You never know in a day like today. Resetting the table, Friday was down 299 points on the Dow, down 33 on the Standard & Poor's, down 115 on the NASDAQ. Not a pretty day. And if you, want to get, if you want everything to be relative, today looks like it might make Friday look like a good day. 45 minutes before we start, where are we, Philip? 
Dave, we are in, uh, let's just say red ink across the board. Um, and, and in the indexes, we got, well, in all the indexes, we got some substantial declines. We've got the, the Dow 30 down 1.4%, approaching $500, down about 480 right now. The S&P 500 down 1.1%, a little over $48, and then NASDAQ's down 80, uh, 0.8, almost 0.9% right now, $125. So everything's looking rough uh, to the start of the market, including uh, the commodities side of the coin. Silver's down 2%, down to $25.25 an ounce. Uh, gold down a half, almost six-tenths of a percent, still slightly above $1,800 at $1,804 an ounce. Crude oil uh, getting hammered this morning. Uh, it's the only really bright spot because you and I like it when it's heading this direction. Uh, down 3.6%, down to $69 a barrel. And let's just shed some light here, um, Dave, on oil real quick before we close out. Um, OPEC, why is it sliding? OPEC Plus, which is OPEC Plus other oil producing countries, uh, came to a deal. And that deal says we will start cutting production. We will phase out um, $5.8 million per day of oil production come September of 2022. Um, so, so that agreement, along with some, um, uh, you know, the, the, the feel that we're going to start to slack off because of COVID going up, uh, less travel maybe, putting pressure on oil, but one of the things that I read says, could this really be a buying opportunity? Given that in a year from now, we are going to see production cuts. That's going to be an interesting front when it comes to the oil pricing. Absolutely will be. I was saying at the outset that generally I'm happy to see the price of crude oil go down, but when the, it's because of expectations of demand lag, we're not necessarily happy with that either. Overseas markets, Asia was off by a little bit, kind of following our lead. Europe is just having a really bad day, partially flooding, partially following us. England, German, France markets all are down more than 2.5% halfway through their day. Philip, this is one of the times that just kind of proves it. It's got nothing to do with money in some cases. Sometimes it's virology that can screw up your retirement account. Stability counts for a lot. How do I find you to get that stability? Dave, you're so right. That's why I believe risk is so important. And knowing what your risk number is uh, can really be beneficial in these volatile markets. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to determine what your risk number is and how much risk you have in your current portfolio. Check out our website, statlerfinancial.com. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730. And back again with the two of us again together on uh, tomorrow morning about the same time. Philip, thank you so much. You have a good day, all right? All right, man. You too. Thanks. Be well, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hey, I hope that you had a great weekend. Remember, risk is important. And knowing how much risk you have in your portfolio matters. Give us a call and let us help walk you through that process to determine what that risk looks like for you. 863-382-0037. Hey, until tomorrow, make it a great day.